Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Mark Reed, Editor-in-Chief of Canada's History. I'm speaking today with Maureen Nevins, a music archivist with Library and Archives Canada, about a pair of songs from Canada's long-ago past. First up, a banjo song, music by Sidney Homer, lyrics by Howard Whedon, performed by Florence Easton, a soprano, Harry Rezor on banjo with orchestra. What can you tell us about the author and the lyrics of this song? The author, Maria Howard Whedon, was born in Huntsville, Alabama in 1846. The youngest child of Dr. William Donaldson Whedon, a physician and cotton planter, and Jane Eliza Brooks Urquhart, she was afforded the luxury of plantation life. Miss Whedon would receive a fine education and show an early interest in art. Her artistic ability would play a critical role in her family's well-being when the Civil War left them in financial ruin. Maria Howard Whedon, who signed her books Howard Whedon, started out as an illustrator of other writers' works, but gradually began to illustrate her own poems. Before her death in 1905, she would publish four volumes of poetry and illustrations, Shadows on the Wall in 1898, Bandana Ballads in 1899, Songs of the Old South in 1901, and Old Voices in 1904. Her watercolors and poems depicted life among freed slaves in the Reconstruction era South. The poem, A Banjo Song, the twelfth in her first book, Shadows on the Wall, reads, I plays de banjo now, den him that taught me do, because he plays for all the world, and I just plays for you. He learns his tunes, I just lets down a banjo string or two, into the deepest of my heart, and draws up tunes for you. Slowly they comes swinging up, a quivering through and through, till with a rush of tingling notes, days reaches light and you. I never knows if day will shine, wet with tears or dew. I only know that dews or tears, they shine because of you. What can you tell me about Sidney Homer, the composer who set the poem to music? Sidney Homer was a prolific composer, having created 103 songs which were extremely popular during his lifetime and included on many American singers' programs. Almost all were published by G. Shermer, a New York-based music publishing firm. Perhaps naturally, Homer turned to songwriting after marrying the great American contralto Louise Beattie in 1895. He was in the unique position of having his songs performed by his own wife and by other great artists of the time. Although his songs were at one time well-regarded and often performed, today they are all but forgotten. It was a friend who suggested that he set some of Howard Whedon's poems to music, and these poems inspired some of Homer's most unusual creations. The five songs were published in 1910, both as a set and individually, and a few of them became immensely popular, including a banjo song. This sounds like a great song. Why don't we give it a listen? Let's go, Rabbi. 
The recording we just heard features soprano Florence Easton and Harry Resser on banjo. What can you tell me about the artists? Florence Easton was a singer of exceptional versatility, with an extraordinary gift for music coupled with musical intelligence that placed her above many other singers. She was scrupulous with her interpretations and always superbly prepared, and few sopranos of any period have sung a wider repertory than Florence Easton. Born in England, she grew up in Canada and, after marrying American tenor Francis McClellan, became a U.S. citizen. Her recordings enshrine the virtues of great singing, immaculate tone, clean attack, seamless legato, smooth dynamic control, clear diction, can be heard in almost every record she made. Her recordings document the achievement of a soprano who set a standard for the highest level of musicianship and polished artistry. They form the musical legacy of one of the great singers of the 20th century. Harry Rezer was an American banjo player and band leader and is recognized as one of the best banjoists of all time. At the outset of his career, he played in dance bands in his hometown of Piqua, Ohio, but moved to New York in 1921, where he quickly became a sought-after recording session musician. Rezer's numerous 1920s recordings proved that the banjo, thought of strictly as a rhythm instrument, was in fact a solo instrument in its own right. And the recording itself? This particular recording of a banjo song was made by Brunswick Records in New York in October 1925 and released in 1926 on a 78 RPM disc. Next up, we have The Last Rose of Summer, an Irish melody with lyrics by Thomas Moore, performed by Kathleen Parlow on solo violin with orchestra. Maureen, can you tell us about the author and the lyrics of the song? The Last Rose of Summer is a poem by Irish poet, singer, songwriter, and entertainer Thomas Moore, who is regarded as one of the most important poets of the early 19th century and the Romantic era, alongside such names as Byron and Shelley. It was written in 1805, while Moore was at Jenkinstown Park in County Kilkenny, Ireland. The Last Rose of Summer is typical of his work and is a demonstration of the reasons why he was so successful. It is a beautifully simple poem in which a single surviving flower is used as a metaphor for the sadness of being left to carry on alone after the people we care for have gone. And who set the poem to music? Moore's poem was set to an old Irish folk tune by his collaborator, the Irish musician Sir John Andrew Stevenson. The tune he used was The Young Man's Dream, also sometimes known as The Groves of Blarney. In fact, Stevenson is perhaps best known for his piano accompaniments for Moore's lyrics to a series of Irish tunes in the manner of Haydn's setting of British folk songs. The Irish melodies were originally published in 10 volumes and a supplement between 1804 and 1834. The song was an instant success and remains popular today, with new versions being recorded by major artists regularly. Let's have a listen.
Now, the recording we have just heard is purely instrumental, rather than words with piano accompaniment. It is an arrangement for violin solo with an orchestral accompaniment. Why was it arranged this way? There are a number of beautiful arrangements for violin of The Last Rose of Summer. This particular recording features Kathleen Parlow, who, in her day, was considered to be one of the best violinists in the world and was among a mere handful of musicians who attained prominence and who represented Canada internationally on the concert stage. Born in Calgary in 1890, Parlow completed her studies with Leopold Auer at the St. Petersburg Conservatory, made her professional debut in Berlin in 1907, and then toured worldwide. Returning permanently to Canada in 1941, she taught at the Toronto Conservatory and founded the Canadian Trio and the Parlow String Quartet. And the recording itself? This recording by Kathleen Parlow of The Last Rose of Summer was recorded and released in 1916 by the Columbia Graphophone Company in New York on a 78 RPM disc. Well, thanks so much for sharing all of this with us today, Maureen. Thank you very much for having me. Sounds Like History is an exploration of the Virtual Gramophone Collection and was produced by Canada's History Society in collaboration with Library and Archives Canada. Learn more at canadashistory.ca.